Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, it's Mark Wasserman. Welcome to Skaboom Stories, which is the audio companion to my book, Skaboom, an American ska and reggae oral history, now available from DeWolf Publishing and Amazon. Skaboom is part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, which is the MTV of podcasting, featuring a wide range of music shows focused on history, interviews, commentary, news, careers, industry, reviews, conversations, books, films, comedy, and more. Black History Month, and as part of my mission to share unique and often untold American ska stories, this episode is dedicated to John Spence, the original lead singer of No Doubt. Spence often gets short shrift whenever the story of No Doubt is told, and regrettably, his contribution to the band has been somewhat overlooked and slightly scrubbed from No Doubt's history. On the one hand, I understand that because the story is a sad one, but the truth is, that without Spence, there might never have been a No Doubt. And I also think it's important to make note of the important contributions of black American musicians in helping to popularize a uniquely American version of ska. In the late 80s, Eric Stefani was working alongside Spence and his younger sister Gwen at the Dairy Queen in their hometown of Anaheim, California. It was there in 1986, while serving chocolate-dipped ice cream cones that the three of them hatched the idea of forming a ska band. He was the inspiration for the whole band, Eric later told People magazine in May of 1997. According to Jeff Apter's 2007 book, Gwen Stefani and No Doubt, Spence embraced the entire ska lifestyle, unlike Eric Stefani, who came from a sheltered and conservative home. Spence dressed the part of a rude boy, wearing braces and Fred Perry shirts, and was a scooter boy taking part in rallies. And while Spence was a dedicated rude boy, Eric Stefani was getting turned on to ska via madness in the UK hit Baggy Trousers. Stefani was drawn to the goofy ska pop antics of the band and was inspired to teach himself piano by ear by playing along with madness songs. At roughly the same time that Eric Stefani was falling in love with Two-Tone, 
and force-feeding his sister Gwen, a steady diet of madness the selector in the specials, the L.A. ska scene, then made up of the Untouchables, Fishbone, and Sublime, was percolating, and there was a growing ska scene in Orange County that would later spawn the original lineup of American ska and ska punk bands, Fishbone, Real Big Fish, Sublime, Save Ferris, and more. Initially, the trio called themselves the Apple Corps, and while Eric Stefani now knew his way around a keyboard and was writing early ska songs, Spence had no formal musical education. But what he did have was a wild, untrained voice and a natural showman stage presence, coupled with an unbelievable ability to pull off gravity-defying backflips. Oh, and he could dance, too. Apted asked Jerry Miller if the nascent No Doubt, who played their first official gig in March 1987, opening for The Untouchables, were any good. Oh yeah, definitely, he replied. Our bands were similar in that respect. We both had lots of energy and fed off the crowd. And we were both fans of ska music. We came straight off the dance floor, basically, and we brought that attitude to the stage. It was important to give to the crowd, and they would definitely get the crowd going. After only a handful of live gigs, many noted that John and Gwen had great chemistry. Gwen later said, John was the one who really wanted to be in a band. That was his dream, but he really couldn't sing. He was more of a screamer, but he had an amazing stage presence. He could do backflips on stage, all this energy. I was his shy little sidekick. But there was an unknown side to Spence, who offstage was quiet and kept to himself. And while Spence was a friend to many in the burgeoning Orange County ska scene, he remained elusive, even to those close to him. Few, if any, had ever been invited to his house, and he would go missing for days at a time from school. According to Apter, what is known about Spence is this. The wild man persona he adopted as soon as he hit the stage was his way of expressing admiration for bad brain singer H.R., Black punks were as rare as black ska fans, so it was understandable that Spence adopted HR as his role model. Give this live version of an early song called Showing Off. I'll listen to get a sense of Spence's live vibe.
Style-wise, Spence wore a hat he called his Fuzzy Furry, which looked to be made of bicycle seat covers sewn shut at the top. Spence's hat was a big part of his identity, as was the expression he constantly uttered, no doubt. And as the idea of a ska band came together at Loara High School in Anaheim, Eric Stefani figured wisely, it would turn out, that No Doubt was a much better name than Apple Corps, a name they had taken from an old Bugs Bunny cartoon and used for a few covers-only gigs. Spence was the youngest of three sons of a strict family that lived in Anaheim and was much more into ska than either of the Stefanis. He was often seen at ska shows all around Orange County in the mid-80s. He was also an active scooterist and rode a P200 Lambretta at rallies organized by L.A.'s largest scooter club. And while the band was built around Eric Stefani's songs, it was the combination of Spence and Gwen, who had just recently sung the selectors on my radio at a high school talent competition, that crystallized the fledgling No Doubt, who had fleshed out the band, adding Alan and Tony Mead, the sons of Panamanian immigrants, to play horns. Backyard parties were the band's introduction to live shows, and it was at these shows that Spence really made an impression. The Skeletons' Paul Hampton, one of the band's earliest fans, remembers they sounded good, and knowing immediately that his band had to crank it up a notch to keep pace with the upstarts, telling Apted, there was always a bit of a rivalry between us and No Doubt. We always wanted to be as good as them. To get a sense of early No Doubt with Spence up front, here's audio of the band performing a note-for-note cover of Baggy Trousers by Madness with Spence on lead vocals.
On the surface, things seemed to be going really well for the band, who'd booked a gig on the Sunset Strip at the Roxy in December 1987. No doubt hoped the Roxy gig could be their big break, and Spence was instrumental in pushing the group to practice daily to make sure they gave their best possible performance. But just days before the show, everything changed. On December 21st, 1987, Spence took his own life, leaving the band shocked and devastated. Spence was just 18 years old and left a two-page note, which in part talked about the pressures he felt as the no-doubt frontman. What may have not been well known is that Spence would go missing from school for days at a time, and when he wasn't in school, he was often receiving inpatient treatment for depression. Unfortunately, Spence had made other unsuccessful attempts on taking his life, and it was later reported that in the days leading up to his death, he had sold his Lambretta scooter and his beloved record collection. Gwen later said of Spence in an L.A. Times story from 1992, he was the one who was so happy all the time. I knew he had problems with his family. I knew he had problems with depression in high school. But when it happened, things were so normal. It was awful. It was horrible. The band pulled it together to play the Roxy gig after Spence's death, telling the audience it would be their last performance and seeming to signal the end of No Doubt. The band performed a tribute to Spence called Dear John. Have a listen to this rare version of the song.
One month after Spence's death, No Doubt reformed, explaining that it was what Spence would have wanted. Gwen, who was originally on backing vocals, reluctantly stepped up to fill the void of lead singer. Eric Carpenter, a former band member, later told People, it took a lot of convincing to get her to the lead singer position. For a time, Gwen continued to share vocals with trumpet player Alan Mead, but when he left in 1989 and the band couldn't find a suitable replacement, Eric Stefani made the push for his sister to become the new front person for No Doubt. The group kept on keeping on, but Eric quit the band in 1994. A year later, No Doubt released Tragic Kingdom, and the rest, as they say, is history. John Spence, who was born on February 3rd, 1969, would have been 53 years old this year. And who knows what might have happened to No Doubt if he had lived to see out the ska vision that he and Eric Stefani had originally created at that Dairy Queen. Rest in peace, John. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Skaboom Stories. I want to thank my co-producer and engineer, Rob George, for making me sound good. My book, Skaboom, is available from DeWolf Publishing at DeWolf.com. That's D-I-W-U-L-F.com, as well as on Amazon. Thanks for listening and take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com 
code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 